Bob. We like to boogie. You like to boogie. <laughs> I guess we didn't we didn't establish beforehand who was going to be doing the intro. <laughs> I was like, wow, John usually asks me if I have an intro. <laughs> so, but I could tell that you were just going for it. Hey, welcome back. Boogie pop. Boogie pop. Phantom. Uh, to Fair why do people like tone. anime? Yo. <laughs> I'm uh, Julie. I'm John. And I'm JC. We're we're two two kiddos that JM like to watch <laughs> anime. What'd your boy band name be? Um, I don't know. J- Julie and the, the Blowfish. <laughs> Jesse. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jesse and the Blowfish. Yeah. I was gonna say like just J. Ooh, that's nice. What happened to boy bands? Um. Well, they're it, not sustainable. They're not sustainable. There's not just like like even BTS now is yeah. Is BTS no broke lo- up, no right? More. Yeah. I mean, can it's, I can I start with like a hot take? No, no, no. I I didn't get through the intro. Sorry. Go w- ahead. Welcome back to Why Do People Like Anime? Oh, a podcast forgot. where John and I have embarked on watching every anime episode from newbies. To experts, you're gonna see the whole Ooh. the whole progression. Truly, one day, one day we'll we'll be bona fide experts. Yeah, bona fide hobbyists. Right, right now, I, I feel like we're at a stage where it's like <laughs> we know we know a slightly more than maybe like the average person. If I see like someone put like anime girl stickers on their car, I can usually identify what stickers they are. Yeah, what what type of weeb they are? <laughs> right. What level? And it's usually a pretty low level. <laughs> that's that's. I'm just joshing. That's base level aesthetic. Yeah. Weebery. Weebery. Um, but yeah, no, it started off as us us just trying trying something new. Both, yeah. Both podcasting and anime. Very true. And uh, wow, has the iceberg just gotten bigger and bigger <laughs> the deeper we go? Yeah. I would love to make like a why do people like anime like the iceberg meme. Yeah. Like the that's the that's the axis. That's the surface. Oh yeah. Freaker. It's just the, <laughs> the iceberg. It's just the iceberg. Yeah. Uh and and this week is is no uh no different than than <laughs> We wow, are we I into not, some I did, freaker I did shit? Not, I did not mean to do that either. John specifically said when he was picking the anime for this week, I want to pick something that I normally wouldn't pick. <laughs> <laughs> Lo and behold. And you almost did, but then you picked this. And the minute it started, I was, I was like, like this is it. just the same. This is just, it, it was literally like if you put Serial Experiments Lane, like Paranoia Agent... And uh, maybe like Twin Peaks <laughs> in the blender. Yeah. Just all the things that we were supposedly the, 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 like. The intro to the Freak on a Leash video. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I did not know about this anime until a friend recommended it to me. Yeah. Uh, my friend Jonathan. Which is always the best way to. Truly. It, if somebody specifically recommends something for you and you consider them a close friend? Well, if you consider them as a close friend and you also they, vibe with their taste. They probably well, they probably have some idea of what your taste is. Yeah. And therefore their recommendations should be ranked higher than I mean, just like somebody you work with or something. There's some friends who are going to recommend things 
you're <laughs> regardless of what you're actually into. Right. Which is, you know, and, and I can usually usually suss out those recommendations. But this, it's the balance between knowing your friend's taste, knowing your taste, knowing where your tastes co-align. And, yeah, and finding that middle point, <laughs> yeah. So It's I, really a graph. <laughs> so I thought this was Jonathan's favorite anime. He told me it isn't, and another thing is, so maybe I misheard him. I see. So... This is like a, a deep take to be your favorite anime, I think. I was yeah, it, it's I mean yeah, I guess so. Um This is definitely like weirdo vibes. Like Yeah. Uh this is like not necessarily like a fun time to watch. Yeah. And uh it's definitely like when you want to talk to somebody about like life and philosophy. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. It's um I'm still kind of wrapping. I mean, we we finished the we finished the show maybe an hour or two ago. Yeah. Um. So I'm still sort of processing kind of all of my thoughts about it, but it's definitely not a. It's it's <laughs> it's not a, it's not like a watch it with your cousin anime <laughs> or watch it with your. I was gonna say it's it's not a one time watch. It this is watch your girlfriend. This is <laughs> watch. <laughs> no, it's like it's. You definitely need to watch it twice because it's one yeah. of those it's one of those stories where it jumps around a lot and then you you're kind of going like I don't I'm really not following. It's, like it's, okay, I'm yeah. recognizing some character crossovers, but the time jumps are all over the place and then right at the end they just like sew it all up and connect all the dots for you. Yeah, the the whole story is not told chronologically. It's all sort of in bits and pieces, which <laughs> honestly like I feel, you know, we've watched a lot of anime, but I don't know if we've seen anything with this kind of story structure, which I like. I I enjoy the non-linear story. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, you're seeing piece D in the number one slot, and then yeah. you're going to see piece B in the number two slot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you're going to see different parts, different chunks of the story at different parts in the in the running order of the of the show. Totally. Yeah, and the, and it's it is frustrating to watch. <laughs> it, it is. It's very at, at a certain level. You kind of have to. It's like this is not a phone anime. This is no. this is a you need to be you need to be focused okay you need to be paying attention and uh and maybe you'll learn something along the way maybe you will (laughs) i think like um so i mean what like the 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 quick summary i would say is just there's this crazy light beam that goes off in unnamed japanese city right and a lot of shit happens oh yeah that <laughs> basically is, that is that's the like that is version. like the, the, yeah, that is a shortened version uh joe bob will give it f- three stars <laughs> yeah there's spider foo uh <laughs> dating sim foo yeah cell phone foo <laughs> self-immolation self-mutilation yeah. uh man I, I'm I'm waiting for the the last drive-in anime special. They kind of hinted at it last week. Yeah, I'm very curious that to it'll see happen. If, if what they start with, or if anything. Uh, for the record, we we watch uh, Shutter. There's the show, The Last Drive-in, with Joe Bob Briggs, who previously did Monster Vision on TNT, and he's very, very entertaining host with uh, 
truly endless like well of knowledge i feel like he reminds me a little bit of john like if john continues on to his his that's uh, like my that's like what i dream of yeah hitting this is i don't know how old joe joe bob briggs is but when you're like in your 50s this you're gonna be this guy i think that has these like spout off knowledge bursts uh, (laughs) of very niche random facts very niche like scenes and sort of like movements and movies and stuff yeah and also but also like a total like unawareness from what i can tell of (laughs) like mainstream movies right like he's so dedicated to sort of horror and like the the kind of b-movie world in a lot of ways like you know i mean he started as like a journalist so i think he was very much kind of trying to highlight that whole world right when no one else was so I respect him a lot, but yeah, it's it's the the guy that knows the things about the things you want to know about. Yeah, I highly, it's honestly, it's worth like I'm I'm Fun sort time. of I'm sort of subscribed to Shutter just for him. Yeah, and Dragula, but that's another that's a conversation for another day. Yep. <laughs> so a big light goes off, and a lot of weird stuff happens with technology and. They, something People's is set brains. into motion because of this pillar of light. If you blink, you'll miss it. What is what exactly is the thing set into motion? I don't know. <laughs> is it is it magic? Is it science? Is it magic science? Is it techno magic science? Is it techno futurism retro magic science? <laughs> so I think, hard to say. So I feel like I like the show. Yeah. I, I knew I knew that. I didn't love it. Okay. I liked it. Um I do have a question for you. Oh yeah, okay, shoot. <laughs> no, go ahead. Um I feel like this feels like a proto paranoia agent. Yeah. Done by the same studio. This is this is by Madhouse. Totally. Home of all the Satoshi Khan stuff. Paranoia agent is is a very similar structure. Yeah. Where it's tell it's told in a nonlinear fashion with these sort of vignettes of different characters in each episode. Right. I think I think we're <clears throat> so I feel like watching this show, it feels very much kind of stuck. It's like you know, this this was released in two thousand one and I feel like it's sort of in between these two modes of storytelling I feel like kind of emerged, which were the kind of monster of the week every episode isn't part of the central narrative right it's sort of another story within this kind of you know wider thing um you know cowboy bebop was like maybe one of the bigger ones and then you know recently like big o obviously and then you know i I think as the 2000s started to emerge the the plots of anime were very much about um more of like a central driving yeah plot line in some way it's the, the sort of season structure of like the whole story has to be told over several episodes right and so i feel like what happens is that it's kind of it's sort of in the middle of those two storyline structures where every episode is i i would almost like liken this to something like twilight zone or mm-hmm. like tales from the crypt or something like that <laughs> more than like a regular show because you have like the central figure or I guess these two central figures of Boogie Pop, Phantom, mm-hmm. and then Boogie Pop, who are these sort of, um, I don't know. Entities. <laughs> entities, sort of arbiters. They're referred to as the angels of death at certain, certain yeah, points. Yeah, they're sort of the 
the comeuppance for every character's actions in the in the show to some extent or not comeuppance i still don't really understand i don't either to be honest i you kind of <laughs> you kind of just have to go with it these um, were these this anime was based off of some light novels and i feel like maybe there's more information about their sort of origin cuz it's like okay you see you see how boogie pop is comes to be but but why boogie, why boogie pop why phantom why why this why, why this? what why? are the i'm left with more questions than answers right um and... i have to say since you're comparing it to other things this is what junji ito collection should have been. yeah no that's a that's a great point yeah a thousand percent these sort of like mini horror vignettes surround like centered on a character's sort of like demise or you know like there were several episodes where I was like, you could have just done like a bit like that, and yeah, in this style, and it would have been Chef's Kiss. You just had to have better animation and like a like a true kind of like like just the whole cop story. Ne- ne- oh yeah, like the there is a bit where this cop is like able to erase the other cop's memory, and so he keeps recounting this like horrific event to him and then erasing his memory and then like starting over and you're like that's yeah. a nightmare yeah yeah it's it's a uh... psychological horror right yeah it's interesting i feel like it's um it I, it was way more horror than i was expecting i mean going in like basically like my friend jonathan great guy but i feel like um the stuff he's into, like I, I don't know if I would necessarily. He's not like a full freaker, you know what I mean? Like I feel like the stuff he's into is generally, in my head, is more action oriented. So I expected this to be like kind of like um, like almost like a trigun show or something like that. <laughs> okay, you yeah. know, what, you know what I mean. So like I think my my basis, your expectations, my were expectations were different. were different. I mean, he's into all kinds of stuff, so it's not super surprising, but. You know, so like I was expecting like some sort of action oriented, something that leaned more towards like um, what's what was the uh, like Tokyo Ghoul or something like even yeah. that's like horror e, but or like uh, not this type of horror. We haven't watched it, but like Witch Hunter Robin. Oh, I don't know what that is. We'll watch that eventually. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's very it's very horror oriented. I mean. We kind of watched a bit of this video that was on Crunchyroll's YouTube channel. Yeah, shout out. Shout out. Otherwise, this would be a shit show, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it would be a shit show, but yeah, it, it's it's funny that like, and it's like on the assert, because that video is about like the kill count in the show, Yeah, which isn't even really something I, I kind of put together. It was, I think you kind of go through it and it's like, oh yeah, I guess there are like a lot of people getting fucking killed. Right. You know, but it's not like a... It's not like a like a like another right or like a final destination type deal. Yeah, the deaths are not the main point of the the story. What there's what? sort of a uh, it's it's kind of like it just happens, you know. Like these characters die, you yeah. you don't end up particularly attached to anyone. So the idea of a kill count, you know. Yeah, he did also count all of the spiders that um, yeah, were there, eaten. There are definitely some like uh, some some there is some liberties being taken. Yes. 
Um, I'm just gonna apologize now. This this show had tons of characters, and there is just no way I'm gonna get them all right. Um, but I will try. I I, uh, I will say though, like, well, I guess before we get into it, like, what what is the show like? What is the show about? What's the theme of the show? If there See, is one. I thought the show was about holding on to your past. Like, that's kind of what I gathered. It, like, what I took away from it is, uh, like, yes, I'm, I think there's some sort of, like, uh, technology element to it. And, like, reading a little bit about the show and, like, un- uncovering more about sort of the backstory that I didn't really pick up on. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. It could also be about those things. But my feeling was, I, I focused more on about like the memories and holding on to sort of like a more innocent version of yourself and not, because a lot of the characters are very resistant of um, aging or yeah. like uh, being adults or having responsibilities um and they they sort of gravitate towards sort of like these like infantile desires right uh so that's what i took away without spoiling too much right off the bat i did i do think that there's like a lot more going on but if the story was just about that like i was pretty satisfied with it yeah I wanted to ask you, because you like Serial Experiments Lane so much, what I think I know the answer, but like, what makes Serial Experiments Lane uh, a leg up from this? Because it's the same sort of like trippy, weird, loose storytelling. Like, I think that Lane is um, a really good central character and kind of anchor point for the rest of the series versus I feel like Boogie Pop is more like I, I I keep coming back to like almost like you know Boogie Pop isn't necessarily like narrating anything in the show but I feel like I would almost make that character akin to like Rod Serling or like the Crypt Keeper of like this character that's sort of in the periphery of the series mm-hmm. um, and I would say that uh, I I have like an interpretation of what the show's message is but I feel like Lane's message was maybe a little more thought out. Mm-hmm. Um, or just like it was like there was one message, not... Uh, it, there was, I feel like there was maybe a core message that was maybe... A, core. A little, yeah, that was maybe a little more powerful. And I think... I mean, the whole show, you know, those were... I feel like it was clearly about like the anxieties of what does life mean when we all go online mm-hmm. to some degree and sort of like, how do we deal with that? And how do we fa- like continue to recognize the self in the midst of all of that? Um, and so, you know, I, I think like every episode had to deal with some aspect of um, mm-hmm. technology or connectedness and that kind of thing. And so it was right. um, a little, it focused more on kind of a social aspect of yeah. the internet. Whereas I feel like this show, it, it was more about like electromagnetic fields and and evolution yeah. somehow, which I didn't pick up on until I wa- watched the recap video. 
but apparently it, there's some level of uh you know su- suppression and uh experimentation and uh surrounding the evolution of humans I would which s- is like okay interesting yeah. but I didn't get that <laughs> I would s- if I if I I mean I guess if like if I were to what I thought the show was about was what happens when you come to terms with the uh, temporary nature of life, mm-hmm. and from a from a very nihilistic standpoint, in the sense that like, what is the purpose to life when you're going to die at some point eventually? Yeah, what are you gonna what are you gonna do with that time on Earth? Yeah, and it's a lot of people. I think. I would almost say like that light is almost like a metaphor for that realization that like you're going to die at some point. Mm -hmm. And so it's all these characters kind of dealing with that in the face of it. You know, like I think the first, the first line in the show was, um, I think her name's Tomo. I forget the character's name, but she's, um, Toka. Toka. I think like the first line is like, that was, she's like kind of narrating what was happening and she's like that's from when before before i wanted to kill myself right yeah you know so well, it's i still want that's when i still wanted to live or whatever yeah so it's like the, the the very first line of the show is about like our sort of central character wanting to fucking commit suicide yeah you know yeah i mean it's uh, this is not these characters are not stoked but i was kind of okay with the sort of metaphor of things like i feel like sometimes the anime feels like it needs to explain itself and like i am okay with uh like the butterfly girl just being the butterfly girl like you don't you don't have to i I liked her backstory maybe she's not a good example um i just meant i just mean like the I don't need Boogie Pop to be explained, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I get it. She's the angel of death. I enjoyed that. Maybe there's a mis- there there's something mysterious. There's something we don't understand about it. And it's not for, like, anime to explain <laughs> that to us, maybe. And but then, but then there was this whole, like, oh, no, she's just keeping them in egg sacks f- because they're over-evolved or something. And I'm like, no. No, I didn't need that. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, it doesn't. It kind of like it kind of detracts from this theme of uh, of uh, you know, of what it means to just like live, <laughs> right? Uh, and and being okay with the the finite nature of life, you know, like yeah, it can be just that. It doesn't have to have this sort of uh, in like uh, techno backstory techno futuristic you know groundwork for you to discover i would say that the technology aspect almost um i don't i wouldn't say it hinders the plot but i don't think it necessarily pushes anything forward right like i don't i don't think the show necessarily has anything um interesting or you know i don't i don't know if it says anything different or better than what its predecessors or future well i don't know about that i mean it's like i i don't know i i feel like i I, I, i've not seen such like a such a i don't know like dark take on it maybe but also simultaneous it it was simultaneously kind of hopeful too i feel like the the last episode gets a little hopeful right but up until that point i would say that it's probably one of the more nihilistic 
But I think the, anime the, we've I think seen. the whole idea is that these characters, I mean, literally, like, the way the show looks, too, is, like, it's in this, like, gross, like, it's all in gray sepia filter, yeah. uh, like... Like this event that happened to this this town was like so jarring that it uh, turned the world gray, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I had this thought independent of this show specifically, but just kind of thinking about anime generally, I, I feel like you can almost go into a lot of, I would say most anime that's not slice of life or shonen with the pre, like almost like the ex- and a lot of shonen anime too, to be honest, but like you can kind of go into like a lot of anime with the preconceived idea that the character you're watching is going to, is depressed in some way <laughs> and that's going to like inform their actions to some degree. Yeah. Or just like has this character has like a lot of growth to, to, uh, do right. Yeah. Like maybe it, I don't think it's like, Oh, the character is always depressed, but there's always like I feel like any sort of starting point has to be sort of like the empty bucket, right? And that can I mean it can be a happy character, but like unfulfilled and like what like we need to fill the bucket up. Yeah. Proverbially. <laughs> I I just think that there's there's sort of um like a base level darkness on a lot of anime that maybe that's like one of the appeals of it. I mean I think we've we've spoken about its ability like anime's ability to like depict depression. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, like almost, I feel like there's almost like this baseline level of mm. sadness in a lot of stuff. Um, I Going off of what you said in terms of like the, the kind of color for the show, I really like the way that um, when there is color, it's such like kind of like a stark, um, it's hard not to sort of focus on it immediately. Yeah. Whether it's like these, these like bugs that this, this guy sort of hallucinates and sees and eats. Mm-hmm. Or what I thought, what I thought was like maybe the most disturbing episode was the, like the dating sim guy. Yeah. So there's like this guy who's taking drugs, mm-hmm. um, like a weird chemical S or something. Yeah, yeah, chemical S, which is like, it, I mean, it looks like a, like sci-fi, like poppers, <laughs> like like they're in like a bottle and he's like snorting them. Everyone's snorting poppers at school. <laughs> um and so and honestly it's like he goes home and like he's like uh playing this like dating sim and the dating sim it's like um it does like that that kind of <clears throat> that kind of advanced anime theme where it's like you have all your characters be realistic but then you have like a depiction of like a super exaggerated anime character you know what i mean so it's like like the dating sim he's like talking to like an anime schoolgirl or whatever right and so he starts to like kind of um he's also like clearly like abused by his like dad and stuff because of his like uh his academic performance and everything mm. so there's there's kind of that happening in like the the periphery of it but like he he kind of sinks deeper and deeper into like this obsession with this game and it it uh starts to blur the reality at work because like he's working with like this um this girl and he starts calling her by the name of the character in the oh well he names the character he names in the game the character in his game after his her dating sim. yeah and so then he starts bleeding the the lines between he's getting super high and yeah he suddenly can't tell the difference between real life and the, the sim and 
starts being a real pervert. Yeah. I wish uh, I wish more anime got into like drug use. I feel like it's it's a good I think it's out there. I think it's out there. I think it's it's like a good uh I don't know. I feel like it's it's often like an interesting plot device in anime. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, and this is, I think it's, uh, each character in this is like. Not to glorify drug abuse. Right. Of course. Um, Side note. But uh, just sort of like how each character is, they focus so intensely on sort of these like kind of dark themes and dark backstories and, you know, uh, issues with parents. And uh, it's, it's kind of like each character has their own sort of like trauma i guess to to deal with yeah it's a good way of putting it um and that's and it's because of like the i what i think the theme of the show is is sort of like how do you let go of your past like and it it's what leads a lot of these characters to to sort of like these dark ends and dark means it's like leads to drugs or like leads to suicide or like leads to you know uh, being possessed by a demon, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um. But then it uh, also countered, but it's sort of like each character then like detaches, I think, from their reality, and that's where this sort of doubling thing comes from. I don't really understand the whole like real boogie pop and and not real boogie pop, uh, real character and opposite character. That's right. not the real Mamaru. That's a uh, copy or something. Yeah, like what is what is the real like what makes the real Boogie Pop the real Boogie Pop? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, and, and but I think this sort of detaching from who you are and escaping from your past, but then being confronted by your past, like how how do you live with sort of the uh, like I feel like it was asking that question of like how do you live with uh grief and and pain and uh how do you live with yourself yeah sure um how do you live with yourself Julie I don't know I look in the mirror every day and I say wow there she is <laughs> <laughs> just like just like my cat Dale looks in the mirror. And Dale goes, looks in the mirror and, and has like an existential. And just, he sees nothing on the other side, but you want to cross over there too. It's like it's like uh, I you feel like, like wonder what they're doing on the other side. Imagine Dale looking in the mirrors. Remember in Westworld when they would like look at some piece of when like the the synths or whatever would look at some piece of like modern technology. Right. They'd be like, I don't understand what this is. This is nothing. Mm. I feel like that's like Dale in the mirror. Yeah. Who who am I? Right. <laughs> so all these like characters, um, so like the dating sim guy eventually uh, straight up goes nuts at the end. But yeah, he just completely loses it. But usually Boogie Pop shows up to execute the wrongdoers with like a weird, like a weird string weapon. Yeah. It squeezes the life out of him. Squeezes the pieces to bits <laughs> was this uh, what, what was a more optimistic show for uh, if we can keep continuing the uh comparisons this or lane um 
I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really remembering what I took away from Lane at Damn. this moment in time. <laughs> like, I'm forgetting how it ended, so I'm having a hard time comparing it. Like, I, I just remember, like, Lane, the tone. Lane sacrifices herself for the good of the world. Oh. Spoilers. Spoil, yeah. <laughs> the spoiler cast. Yeah. Um... I feel like they're very similar, to be honest. Like, I'm not really, like, pushing one ahead of the other. Because it's, like, similar message, but different message at the same time. Yeah, I would... I, I, uh... I think the similarities are more, like, like in the storytelling and the, um, kind of aesthetic. They're both concerned with... That sort of experimental soundtrack. I think they're... Yeah, the soundtrack of this is really good. Oh, yeah. Um... That those like break beats. Also, they had like the same. I mean, it's a fucking. I I, I made the joke that the uh, the robot voice that's oh. like <laughs> at the beginning of every Lane episode that mentions the episode title. Yeah, kept getting work as the uh, the guy that says Boogie Pop in in the wasn't uh, it, interstitials. Wasn't it a uh, same same time same? No, place. he says Layer Four. Weird girl, like. <laughs> But I know I thought he says uh No, that's like a laughing voice. That's like present day. Oh, thank present you. time. <laughs> Got it. That's like a laughing voice. It's all coming voice. back. Yeah. And you don't seem to understand. <laughs> what a great intro and what a great outro. What yeah. a great soundtrack. Like truly like the sound of effects. Sound effects in the show. Yeah, the sound really in the show really what... uh <laughs> unnerving yeah i think it really added to sort of the horror aspects of it like like some of the sound effects is what got me like gave me the shivers more than more than a lot of what happening. we watch yeah i feel like sometimes you forget like in when you're making a show or a movie or whatever that the sound is so important to like getting the mood of what's happening across. Oh, absolutely. This is like it's, it's like it's like it, half you gotta the... consider all every aspect of sort of sensation, you know. Yeah, I forget what the quote is, but it's it's definitely a, a huge chunk of um what you're experiencing in that movie or Don't that forget show. about sound. It's yeah, like, it's like you get so I feel like we're such a visual society. We get so caught up on like cool visuals or like you know Darth Vader and Obi-Wan fighting against the backdrop of big stone towers and the moon and it's like we get so caught on like how it looks so we forget to like turn up the sound make Vader's breath uh ventilator or whatever <laughs> well, kick I, that I up mean, a couple I'm just, notches I'm just comparing it to <laughs> what we just watched make it loud <laughs> Yeah. But we get so like caught up on like how things look. That Make that lightsaber hum, baby. Y- yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I think it's it's also interesting. Um, going back to like the the hopelessness or whatever. There's another episode that uh, this whole character's entire like mo is is that she's going to be positive about everything no matter what, mm-hmm. and that gets used against her as uh sort of like a Trojan horse for this guy to kill people. Yeah toxic positivity which is like really i mean it's like the one character who has like 
a, a positive outlook on things and isn't letting you know gossip or whatever get to her and it's, it's yeah boom boom yeah poom poom has a uh poom poom is this uh peter pan like yeah, pied, pied piper character no pun 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 rue uh, who you're, who's um you're thinking of i'm crossing my wires here poon poon is the pied piper kid um right her like on, outlook gets gets called like i'll find it keep 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 talking <laughs> Yeah, her her outlook gets called like Pamuism or something like that. Um but yeah, there's also this this like Pied Piper character called Poom Poom who looks like a weird Peter Pan and gives people red balloons that causes them to turn into the child versions of themselves. <laughs> and he takes them all to Paisley Park, which is like the weirdest Yeah, why why? Why why was that the choice? Paisley Park for those who don't know uh is like the big is like Prince's house, basically. Uh, Prince the musician in the Minneapolis area. Mm. So it's like where he lived, where he recorded stuff. Um, but it's like this this uh, another another scary '90s theme park. I feel like I feel like the '90s were weirdly like scary theme parks seem to be like a really popular setting for stuff. Like even in American media, like I'm thinking of like Horrorland and Goosebumps. Um, but there's also like in Cowboy Bebop, like the space theme park that they go to, which is like haunted and stuff. There's also like a bunch of other ones. Um, but he has a really interesting quote and I can't pull it from memory right now, but it's along the lines of, um, so he eventually gets confronted by Boogie Pop. Um, and she's telling people, she's, she's telling him that he's deluding people into, is trying to escape the present or whatever and trying to like deny the reality of where we're all living. And he says something along the lines of in order to live in the present, you have to destroy the past in some way. But what exactly is it about the present that's worth sacrificing anything for? <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like it's like a, we- it's like such like a relatable, you know, it's not like a, it's not like a positive message. It's not like a very, uh, uh, optimistic kind of view of everything but it really you know it's it's not hard to to feel that sometimes where it is just like what is it about present reality that's worth any sort of sacrifice you know but you kind of have to find that in your own life i guess you're you're just trying to find this yeah you're no, like you're no, like tunnel vision out on me no no i i um <sighs> Julie's, Julie's found, deep on Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm, I'm deep in Wikipedia trying to find we're the, the, we're the Wikipedia the answers, podcast. Okay, I'm trying to find the answers. Um, you find it? Uh, no, but I found the reference to Prince, but it's kind of like not the, the right reference. I hate when I hate when I hate when they they show the character list, but then they don't show the faces. So you can't, you can't, it's like, yeah, I see the names of all the characters, but like, where are their faces? Like how, That's like somebody, every wiki page. listen, Google, no, I'm just talking to Google right now. Dear Google representatives, how busy. Please make this podcast easier for us. Yeah, seriously. I'm not doing any work beforehand. No, sir. Um, no, I didn't find it, but. Um, it doesn't because, matter. Because it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> did, you, did you hear any of what I said? Yeah, I kind of, I was in and out. <laughs> God damn it. Well, you were you were on a good kick. Give me the gist. Give me the sparks notes. No, what's no? What, let me hear. Let me Something hear your about, next. Uh, what were we just talking about? What What in the present world is worth sacrifice? Um. Exactly. Like for me, like for for my life. I mean, like what would I sacrifice for? What uh, for? For living? Because uh, I don't want to. I don't want to repeat what I just told our audience. I'm sorry. Just give me the sparks notes. No, I can't get back into it. All right, I'm, you're getting you're you're I'm banned. We're, we're, you're banned from Wikipediaing in Sorry. the middle of the episode. Well, I was looking for the character names. Listen, Come on. I'm not I'm not looking at my phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah, phone's yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> What's worth sacrificing? Yeah, because Poom Poom, I feel like has like this really good quote at the end uh, of his episode where. After he's confronted by Boogie Pop, he says, you know, in order to live in the present, you have to sacrifice the past. But mm. what exactly in the present is worth sacrificing? Right. Yeah. It's like these are the questions that they leave you with at the end of every episode. I feel like every episode ends with sort of like a moral question. There's literally like slate cards in the middle of the episodes that just like hit you with some truths. They're like slap you with some truths. Yeah. Like love thy mother or something or uh, I don't know. There were all these like quotes like in the middle of the episode that were just like kind of like philosophical quandaries. Yeah, it's also like I mean, it becomes a little too heady. Well, the more and more I think about it, it's just the show is just so covered with death. Like, yeah, every character has like a dead like relative, right? That they're sort of mourning or in some state of that. I don't know, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of moral quandaries, questions. Yeah. So at the end of the show, yeah, there's like a time skip after, uh, Boogie Pop confronts Monica, if I recall. Yes. So the the second to last episode, we sort of discover the the origins of Monica and. She's the girl that's been sort of interspersed in every episode, kind of giggling over these butterflies. Yeah. And she keeps throwing these butterflies at people, making them see glimpses of their past or of the past, I guess. True. And uh and then and then that's usually that's usually a bad sign for that character. <laughs> yeah. Looking into the past is not a uh, good. Sort of like she's like trudging up these kind of dark, dark elements of each character's past, but then she's also the one that sort of brought Poom Poom out of uh, one of the characters. This the child essence of that person out of the character. It's sort of like, and that that sort of adds to this sort of depression element that like. If you lose your inner child, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like kind of silly to say, but it literally is what happens. She sucks the inner child out of these people and leaves them as kind of like shells. Husks. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, sort of like they forget like what. I you ever hear this like uh, what would uh, like what would you say that to yourself as a child? 
this right. when, when you have like bad self talk or something. Yeah, you're like, God, I just, I just. What would suck. child do you think? It's like, would you tell that to your yourself as a five year old? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I guess, I not. guess not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like treat treat yourself with that kind but of. But it's like, uh, but it's like, oh, is that treating yourself like a child then? No, it's just having a little bit of uh, of. Uh, Memory. Being a little easier on yourself, yeah, because, because you're just a person, you know. Uh, do you feel like? Do you feel like, like you kids have an, make mistakes? Do you have an inner child? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like one of those things, like especially in like therapy and like sort of uh, uh, any sort of like self help always refers to your like yoga. Your inner child, yeah, kind of like I don't know if I have an inner child. You do. I don't think I do. Have you ever heard of like now you need to like have a conversation with your inner child? No. <laughs> this is like this is like a thing that people do is uh they it's like if you look inside and you try to speak to yourself as a child, uh what would you say? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to tell pay, me, but like attention. this is the <laughs> look both ways, don't pick yeah. your nose. <laughs> Um, Run around the block a little more. <laughs> get into football. No, but it's you're supposed to. If if your inner child was feeling the way you're feeling, what would you say to it? To it? To, uh, to him or to her? It. Or it. Yeah, um, my my inner child is the pig. <laughs> yeah. But so Monica is the one sucking literally the the children the out of the joy, yeah. the sort of essence of happiness out of these people and and it's shown as like them as kids let's just get this like army of children <laughs> yeah there's also like a fucking like ninja woman kieran or something i don't know what the fuck her deal is she's like trying to kill the i don't know the, I, can't, I can't explain everybody. the manticore man who's there's the manticore who, who's got tentacles in his mouth Right. Yeah, and he's like, I think he's the one who's killing the people that the posse girl was sort of trying to get to right. lure people. Yeah. But the manticore is, I, I feel like, is maybe like the true essence of of just uh, the secret aspect of death, or maybe the secret aspect of hopelessness. Well, it's explained in the. Uh... The explained Crunchyroll video oh. that these are all just like mutants. Like, like there's the guy in the Pillar of Light, so he's the OG mutant, right? And uh, the evolved human, rather. And I mean, uh, those are the those are like the literal things. What what's the <laughs> what is like the what is the mantic? I'm not. I am not interested in the literal. Yeah, I'm, I care about the meaning. I'm just saying. Is it good? I'm saying it is what it is. Like. Uh, <clears throat> Maybe right. there's some further backstory because they give like two second clips of like this guy being experimented on and yeah. the sort of suppression of these kind of evolved humans. But yeah, and so the end of the um, the end of the show, uh, it's like a time <laughs> skip. The manticore reappears in the body of like this journalist who's actually an investigator who got killed earlier. Right. Gets confronted by Boogie Pop. Right. She throws a bomb at him. 
Oh, Boogie Pop is also Toku, Toku, who, Toka. after witnessing someone get murdered, after witnessing in a weird- The detectives get murdered. In a weird circular, like, everything rhymes situation, all of George Lucas, she witnesses the the detective get murdered, decides to take up the Boogie Pop name, become the the- I, the avatar of death. Yeah. How that makes sense, I don't know. But she throws a bomb at uh, the reincarnated manacore. It explodes. Like all little... technology is expunged almost. Or at least in that room. Oh, yeah. There's like another. It's like a EMP. electro. Yeah. It's an EMP. You. Yeah. And then everyone is able to be happy again, basically, at the end. Well, it's like they've eliminated all the sort of strangeness of the of the world. And they've gone back to like a reality. And also in the last episode, the sepia overlay filter on it on the show is gone. Yeah. And it's back to full color, which is like a it hits you. It's a nice Like Technolize. Technolize <laughs> did that too. Yeah. It's a nice uh visual metaphor Man. for the the sadness is gone. The the event has is over. Life is going back to normal. You know what? I think, think uh, I think by the end of the year, Technolize is going to be one of my favorite anime. Okay. Jeez. After sitting with me for <laughs> like months, I'm not gonna lie. Totally forgot oh we watched God. Technolize. You need to you need to like start doing some like memory like puzzle games or something. I think it's why I'm attracted to stories about memory so much is because I am this is like one of my biggest fears is that I'm losing my memory. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're you we got it. You gotta strengthen it now. You gotta write you gotta start like journaling. Yeah, maybe I should. But it, it true I mean it's like the of the stories I'm attracted to, it's uh uh definitely things that are about sort of like how you how memory works or or people remembering things differently and Listen, how much can you trust your memory as many and... anime have asked julie what are we if not memories <laughs> so what just remember that just just uh just sit with that sit with that <laughs> just All sit right. with that you and your inner child you sit with that <laughs> i feel like i mean when i hear inner child i i think i i feel like I'm, my assumption is that you, I don't know. I still feel like I'm like 14 it, in a lot of ways. It, it, it's kind of like a lot of people when they become adults, they suppress their inner child, right? I don't. I don't they know if I can do that. No, no, no. Like maybe, maybe, maybe you're good. Is what I'm saying. Like you're in t- in tune with I, your I inner don't child. Need, I need to read a different help, self help book. <laughs> But, I can but skip a lot that of one. like you know adults like they suppress their inner child and then they wonder why they're depressed and it's like well when you were a kid what did you like to do and it's right. like I like to draw and it's like when's the last time you drew something anything when's the last time you did something in a coloring book it's like ten years I feel like inner child almost I feel like that's like a Gen X like baby boomer problem. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I, I feel. Mean, like, I feel like. Sure. I feel like millennials are maybe in like a a constant state of childishness. <laughs> we we yeah we we're uh, we're very Every, tuned with our inner child. Everything, We've never not been. You can children. There's there's like nothing that you liked as a child that you still can't like 
presently. Sure, yeah. Or engage with to some degree. Yeah, it used to be it used to be very taboo to like keep watching cartoons or uh, Yeah. You can't you, you can't <laughs> No one that was watching like Heathcliff as a kid. Read comic books, I guess. Was movie. like watching it in their twenties. Right. It was uh you're joining the army now, son. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're throwing away your tie-dye shirts. But I feel like I'm connected to my my younger no, I think self. That's a good point. In a in a deeper level and not just the surface, you know. I'm playing Crash Crash Bandicoot exclusively. I only said that cuz I looked at the plushie. <laughs> yeah, I was I was, I was considering uh that wasn't putting a... you on blast about something, but I'm going to No, let's hear it. Hold. What Ninja Turtles? <laughs> or Lego Star Wars, which one? <laughs> I was going to say, as a man that just bought two new uh, action figures Uh (laughs) recently, yeah, (laughs) I think you're very in tune with uh, what you like. (laughs) This is is Lord Draken. So sick. He is uh, the the what-if version of Tommy the White Ranger. You know what I think millennials? uh, Millennials are like, you know what? I got money now. I am going to buy my toys. (laughs) I'm going to buy the action figure. Yeah. 100%. That that is exactly what it is, I think. It's like. I'm going to buy that Nintendo. I'm going to buy that. uh, What? I work. (laughs) I'm going to buy Silent Hill. Yeah. I'm eating ice cream out of the carton. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. John, why do people like Boogie Pop Phantom? It's got a really good look. I mean, I think it's a very good anime. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like... I, I, I surprised you with the question. I, I knew it was coming. Um, <laughs> is my, has my voice been fucked up? I feel like my voice is, hasn't no, recovered you today. Sound, you sound fine, John. I sound I normal? I feel like John's been talking more than usual lately. So We had a, we had a work event last night, and I also... I don't know if this contributed to it, but I also had a non-alcoholic beer for like the first time in my life, oh. or second time. Yeah. So like, and I woke up and like it almost it reminded me of like, af like when I was drinking like alcohol. Right. It, it felt like. But I think it was mostly because your your voice was hoarse and you were up late and yeah, you exerted a lot. I of came energy. when I came back. I was pretty hoarse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm sure it's just that. Um, your voice sounds totally fine, though. Yeah, I think people just a, like just a little bit sexier than usual. <laughs> God, what? Uh, thank, thank, thanks, yeah. you, thank you, babe. You're welcome. Um, I think people like Boogie Pop Phantom because it's a uh, it's a good anime. It's it's not like a bad anime. I think it's a little muddled. Right. I think it can be a little hard to follow, but I don't think it's. I I I would not call it bad. You I would know call what I it would, pretty good. I would call it interesting. I would say it's. I think interesting is the best. Like descriptor for it. Like is it is it good? Bad. Uh, yeah. There was effort put into this. Somebody really thought about this story. This is a good show to watch at one AM. <laughs> sure. Yeah. This is there's I feel like there's certain stuff that like I almost you almost have to watch it at like the the devil hours of, of like twelve of like midnight to like three AM. I have to disagree. <laughs> okay, what what's a better experience? Watching nowhere at two PM or one in the morning? Well that's different. Is it? Yeah, it's different. Well, which one is the better experience? Um, for nowhere, one in the morning. Yeah. For this, 
So I would say like a after dinner. Because I it's because sc- it's scary. No, 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 not because it's scary. Just because like you need to be paying attention to understand what's happening. I I feel like, and this might just be like a me thing, but I really kind of romanticize like the lights off. <laughs> it's like one a.m. and the TV's on. You know what I was doing you're at just one a.m. Sleeping. I'm asleep. Like a nerd. I'm out. No, I was watching Adult Swim in my bedroom. <laughs> my bedroom TV. Late night late night TV was all about like you put on um God, I'm having a very specific memory and I'm forgetting the name of the it was one of those like really trashy almost I mean there was the South Park movie. South Park movie's amazing. Right. That's that's a one AM. Yeah. Like we're starting the South Park movie. We can we can show all the swears. What's the other one? It's like um Team America. It was it like action figures or something? Yeah. Oh, Robot Chicken, the show. No, no, no. I think you run the movie Team, Team America. Team America. Yeah. It's just f bombs like oh, constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kim Jong Il puppet. Yeah. Who how did sings. you? How do you know that? <laughs> how did you know that? Well, because you. Well, it's the same creators of South Park, and I feel like you probably there's some crossover. Yeah. Sometimes John pulls stuff out of his memory that is incredible. See to me. Listen, as, as someone with good memory—not even memory, but like—I feel like you're like reading my mind sometimes. I'm just like an empath, babe. Okay. I'm just like an empath. I'm so in tune with my inner child. That, I just, uh, but I, I think there is something to, uh, and that's—I mean, that's how child. that's how I saw nowhere is that. I like woke up in the middle of the night and I was like flipping through channels mm. and like at like two AM I think on like the IFC you channel. Were like, what freaker shit is on, right? <laughs> yeah, and it was like so weird. Right. Um I don't know. I think I think there's I'll create I'll create a list of stuff you should watch at two AM. I'm gonna say like this is like a ten PM show. Like you're still awake, but you're you're pretty you're chilling at this point. I feel like I think like I think Ava's a ten PM show. Wow. First part of t- first part of Ava's a 10 I, p.m. show I as think, the season I think both. progresses. I think both. Okay, you need you need a little bit of brain power. Okay, to to piece together what's have, going on. I have plenty of brain power at 2 a.m. This is also a show that you watch like in a day. Yeah, it's not it's not very long. the 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 positive of the 2 a.m. watch is that it's the last thing you're watching, and the thoughts you're having uh, they parlay into your dream. <laughs> I don't want so you, that. <laughs> so you continue to think about it. Oh man, I don't want that. And you really show. sit with it. You really sit with eating spiders no, 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 from no, people's no. chests. No, 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 no. What was up with that? He was taking the. Uh, he w- it. I think it was a metaphor for uh, uh, any sort of um, bad memories that mm. people were holding on to. He was ripping them out, and then, but like he was. I think the moral question of that episode was uh if you if you did something or if you're living with some guilt or shame or trauma is it better off to not remember it at all or to live with it that's a good question because it's like he's the one that he he it's like yes i'm relieving you of this sort of pain on your heart but you also don't remember anything about it. Right. 
this so you've got this kind of like hole in your memory or chunk of time lost yeah or uh yeah is it better to forget completely yeah you disagreed with me on this but i feel like this is also like a new metal anime new metal i feel like i i kept thinking about freak on a leash while i was watching it Specifically, I mean, I guess like with like Poom Poom and like the Army of Kids, like <laughs> yeah, the, okay. the video. Yeah. So there's like kind it's of that, that connection. But I don't know. I feel like. The balloons. I, the balloons. I feel like you could do a really good Corn AMV to this. Oh, for sure. If it does not already exist. Yeah. Man. We're going to make those AMVs by the end of the year. Uh, we. <laughs> we're going to have like an AMV contest and the listeners are going to vote on the no, best no, no, one. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. <laughs> we got it. We got to compete more. Okay. You, yeah. You're let's turn this into a competitive. You're a competitive uh, person. Yeah, but I'm trying to like not be. You know. You're like an un. You don't intend to compete. I, I don't like it when it I just... turn things that aren't competitions into competitions and then lose them, like in my own mind. Yeah. That's, that's something. That's how I, I, that's how I, I really. To... That's how I really torture you when we're like. <sighs> Doing something like really innocuous and like I like run run a little bit quicker than you, and I'm like, oh, I got through the turn cell before you did, haha, <laughs> I won. And just totally yeah, that, like trigger something in my brain. Totally like, yeah. Where, but then, but then I take it too far. <laughs> yeah, then you start hitting me. Yeah, no, no, I don't hit you. <laughs> Come on. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jeez. Why do you think people like Boogie Pop Phantom? I think people like. Boogie Pop Phantom because that's like uh you 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 know like when uh, celebrities get interviewed they like repeat the question back to give themselves time to uh, yeah. formulate their you answer that or that's a great question that's a great question nobody's asked me that question that's just them like trying to formulate yeah, it's the them, answer it's them killing time I do that yeah instead of jumping straight at that's that's media training it is yes. Um, I think people like Boogie Pop Phantom because, uh, I think there's something sort of mysterious about it. Uh, I think it appeals to people that will, that like that sort of dark um, underbelly. Is it a John anime? It's totally a John anime. Like, I can see you putting the, like, recommending this to someone or putting it on and... And just making people watch it, just cause. I don't like I, I don't like recommending people stuff. I do, yeah, but I don't. But you 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 like putting just putting it on. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my a John move. move. Is uh, making your mom watch Heather's. Yeah, just putting it on. Like, what yeah. are you gonna do? Tell me to t- change it. Yeah. That that makes that changes them. Instead of asking, you just do it. And if it's so offensive that they ask you to turn it off, then. Which never happens. It never happens. Yeah. yeah. No, because people are agreeable. You know. I mean, I just yeah, I like, I like showing. Yeah, sharing and showing. Yeah. You got to be there though. To yeah. You got you got to come to the apartment. You have to get the reaction. And I'll get be like, what are you? And it's it's more like a what are you feeling? Yeah, yeah. And then the person gives me some sort of vague vibe, and I I choose something based off that. I think people like the show because it's kind it's deep. It's it, it there's like deep lore to it. Obviously, there's like lots to be discovered. I'm interested in the other show. There's a whole other show. So this came out in 2000, right? Yeah, and there's, and there's like a new one. There's a new from like 2019. 
one called Boogie Pop and Others that looks kind of excellent. The, anim- the animation looked really slick. Slick. <laughs> it looked primo. Yeah. Not a lot of like dark anime made in the last like five years. At least that like we've come across. Yeah, I don't know. Um I mean I think it's it's just like the changing of tastes and stuff. We've talked about this a little bit that uh there's the sort of uh vision of the future from the nineties and the early two thousands is is like almost an aesthetic now and it is it has like not carried on into sort of where we are now. Yeah. Like the cyberpunk future of the 2000s is is not the same cyberpunk future anymore somehow. If it exists at all. <laughs> you know it does exist. Spotify and iTunes. <laughs> Oh, both no. both are platforms where you can where you're probably listening to this podcast where you can drop us wow, five you... we had this, we had this discussion last week what or two weeks ago big o i think what about like what is the future oh okay fine listen i mean we could we could no no we it's go fine. back into it why don't you See, hey you, listener listen, why don't you Julie, just go if you remember that episode if you remember if you if your memory was see this is what i fear is that uh that i just i just i'm just saying the same shit every week i mean i tr- i try not to but these are big questions okay these are big questions that we don't have the answers to yet and the only way we're going to get to the answers is by is if you leave us a five star keep <laughs> talking <laughs> is by leaving that sweet sweet five star review on on Spotify and iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts and you can follow us on Instagram at why do people like anime you can shoot us a question at you can Gmail. tell us what to watch we've got a, a hefty why list why do people like anime at gmail.com and we still have shirts available for sale. We still have hats available for sale. And you can only find them on our Instagram right now. So we're going to create a Shopify. Peek on over this there. This weekend. <laughs> Don't count on it. Because, uh, I'll, I'll make it. Because we won't be here. <laughs> All right. I'll make it Sunday. <sighs> hey, that was a hard one. <laughs> but it we was. got through. We did it. It wasn't like a lighthearted fun one. It, it was no. Uh, this show, this show should have come with some trigger warnings, though. There was for no sure. K-On. Yeah. Wow, the cat is sitting super weird right now. <laughs> it was no K-On. Next week is our hundredth episode. Well, that's pretty. Well, that's good because we have we a, have uh, something special a very planned. very interesting episode that you'll hear about when it releases. So so uh, yeah, I think it'll be it'll be a a week to remember. It will. And the start of something cool. It'll be the start of something cool. And the continuation of something cool. Watching so, anime. So, uh, uh, boogie on. Boogie on. Thank because you for listening. Next week, we're watching more anime. More anime. Later. Bye.